market if anti-LGBTQ bill is passed by parliament, insisting it will be harder for her to sell Ghana as trade-in investment destination. Companies have already talked to me about American consumers being unwilling to buy things that are made in a country with such repressive legislation. It will make it harder for me to sell Ghana as an investment and trade destination. But sponsor of the bill, Sam George, before the United Nations says he's only seeking to protect the sanctity of the Ghanaian society. That the right to marry and found a family shall be between men and women of full age without prejudice to their race, nationality or religion. Yes, it says men and women, not men and men or women and women. We have details of that. Also this afternoon, you have automatically forfeited your membership of the party. NPP tells communication, former communications director Yaobo Abuye Samoa and former general secretary Nano Hininto and two others for endorsing another presidential candidate. We'll get to hear from Nano Hininto who has accepted his fate. I believe that I have made a choice which will be not only in my interest as an individual, not just in the interest of NPP, not just in the interest of NDC, but in the national interest. I am very, very happy and proud to stand by that decision. Also, government describes as baseless claims by the minority leader that over $400 million is being given out as tax exemption to companies with ties to the NPP. If you grant exemptions to companies, what is it for? Is it for them to go and chop that money? Is it for them to go and use that money for wedding ceremonies? No, they are going to be supported to make investments. But the U.S. ambassador to Ghana says the lack of contract sanctity and the aggressive tax regime is discouraging a lot of investors. Diaspora investors know if others are not getting paid. They know if there's a lack of contract sanctity or if there's an overly aggressive tax collection. I'm being diplomatic. Also, the Boko Central MP Mahamayariga urges World Bank and IMF to withhold support for Ghana's financial stability fund in the lawsuit contestant set up without parliamentary approval. We have sports. The Ghana Police Service begins manhunt for suspects behind a physical attack on Maxwell Konedu. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau and this is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Thank you so much for your company. Let's dig in now. And first off, Ghanaian products risk potential blacklisting and ban in the United States of America if the anti-LGBTQI plus bill is passed in its present form. That's the warning coming from the U.S. Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia Palmer, who insists the bill is hostile, discriminatory, and undermines the rights of people who promote practice and associate with the LGBTQ community. The promotion of the proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family Values Bill 2021, sponsored by Ningo Pram Pram MP Sam George and seven others, is yet to be considered by the House. Addressing the American Chamber of Commerce event here in Accra, the Ambassador Virginia Palmer says it will be hard for her to promote Ghana as an investment destination if the bill is passed. But when we talk about lowering barriers to trade and investment, we also need to talk about treating people fairly and ensuring your employees are safe and protected from legalized discrimination. I want to broach a subject which I know is a little bit sensitive, but it has a more important business context than most people realize. Ghana's parliament is con considering a bill that would curtail the human rights of the LGBT community, their families, allies, and quite frankly, all Ghanaians. Everybody has opinions about the issue, and I respect those opinions very much, even if I disagree with them, but very few people have read the bill. 
I think very few people understand that the reality is that the bill undermines the basic free speech rights that Ghanaians otherwise enjoy. The goal of the bill, the drafters are not shy about advertising, is to make Ghana hostile not only to LGBT people, but to anyone who even sympathizes with them. It seeks to make illegal all discussion and all media that even mentions LGBT issues. So journalists would be arrested, landlords would be arrested, mothers and fathers could be arrested. If passed, the bill will make it harder for you not only to recruit and hire the best people from overseas, but it will marginalize educated and hardworking Ghanaians by making it clear that they are unwelcome. I have no doubt that such legislation would have a chilling effect on Ghana as an investment destination. Companies have already talked to me about American consumers being unwilling to buy things that are made in a country with such repressive legislation. It will make it harder for me to sell Ghana as an investment and trade destination. So the legislation, in addition to undermining public health and public order, would reduce forex inflows, cut into your bottom line, and reduce your workforce options. Not something Ghana's suffering business environment needs now. I'm truly thankful for those of you who've had the courage to raise these issues with Ghanaian policymakers. As representatives of the business community and as the partners Ghana needs, to be a truly inclusive 21st century economy, your voices need to be heard now more than ever. That's the U.S. Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia Palmer there, addressing the United Nations program also on human rights in New York. Sponsor of the bill, Sam George, says he's only seeking to protect the moral sanctity of the Ghanaian society. That the right to marry and found a family shall be between men and women of full age without prejudice to their race, nationality, or religion. Yes, it says men and women, not men and men or women and women. Yet again, this is another reinforcement of the principle of sex and not gender. As a proud African, Article 2 of our African Charter on Human and People's Rights also echoes the principles of enjoyment of rights without prejudice to sex and not gender. As Africans, against this backdrop, Together with seven of my colleagues in Ghana's parliament, I'm sponsoring a private member's bill titled The Promotion of Proper Human Sexual Rights and Ghanaian Families Values Bill 2021 in Ghana's parliament. I reference the critical role that a family plays in the development of society through the development, education, and upbringing of children. Article 18, 3, and 4 of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights declares respect for the liberties of parents and legal guardians to ensure their children's religious and moral education in conformity with the convictions of the parents and legal guardians. That's the Ningo Pram Pram MP, Sam George, there speaking at a United Nations program on human rights in New York. Well, there are seven other sponsors of this particular bill, and thankfully one of them, who is a member of parliament for Whole West, Emmanuel Bedra, thankfully joins us on the line. We are grateful for your time here on the Midday News. So you've been listening to uh, the U.S. Ambassador to Ghana. He's been, she's been describing this particular bill in its current form as hostile, discriminatory, will have chilling effects on Ghana, especially our products amongst others. It will be banned. Well, is it not time to abandon this particular quest listening to the U.S. Ambassador. <laughs> thank you so much for indulging me and also thank you for playing my colleague uh, Sam Koskoy when he attended the U.N. conference on human rights. Uh, it shows clearly uh, the agenda that this particular uh, ambassador has for Ghana. Um, we members of parliament in Ghana unanimously agree passing, allowing the bill to pass through the second stage, which is the 
second reading, looking at the principle behind the bill. Uh, the next stage has to do with consideration, which is just to look at the various clauses and do some amendment. In fact, few amendment has come and we are prepared to pass it. And I'm hopeful by the close of this session, uh, this bill will be passed and then we are seen of the past. Uh, MFR, having said that, um, I'm respectfully, I am short of words because her counterpart, her Excellency Ambassador of the U.S. counterpart in Saudi Arabia will not have stood before American businessmen and tell them that Saudi Arabia or any of the Arabian country will not do business or the, the, she cannot sell those countries in the U.S. Why is she doing this to us in Africa? Is it because of really holding their strings and holding their clothes? Is that a reason why she thinks that we are inferior and therefore she can tell Ghanaians anything that comes from her mouth? It is not a policy of an American to say that Ghana will not, the, the you know, product of Ghana will not be sold in the American market. We have signed Abgua. We mm. signed Ab- but but isn't is not the case? Isn't not the case, Mr. Beja? Any ambassador who is west of Hesod or Esau from any country should respect us that we have morals. We have cultural norms that we respect as a people. And therefore, she must respect us in this country. And frankly, she must respect members of parliament. Does she know the number of media personnel who also support us before she told this to all of you that out there during your encounter with her? Does she know the number of Ghanaians? At least 80% of Ghanaians say they frown on on anti-LGBT uh, on, on LGBT activities in this country. And so why is he trying to sell to us as Ghanaians that America will, will not do business with us again? It is time for us to take our, our destiny into our own hands. She's, she's only giving you the stark reality that it will be difficult for her to sell Ghana to investors as the destination for doing business. And then also we risk getting uh, the workforce that we need from outside, foreign workforce amongst others. Are we not just been uh, emotional about this. He's just giving you the stark reality. Is that not the case? I believe that when I engage one on one, you tell me that you also don't believe in believe in the uh, LGBT activity in this country. Every individual, every Ghanaian, at least majority of Ghanaians, do not believe in it. And we also believe that we live in a global market. We live in a global environment. And therefore, some countries will not want or will not like your moral values. And some countries also like your moral values. We are not fighting about that. All we are saying is that we want to protect the sanctity of Ghanaians. We want to protect the sanctity of mm. our morality and our values okay. in this country. So you are and not abandoning the quest at all. Our value on them, mm. and I don't think any country will will stop doing business with us because we are past that this deal. Okay, we'll leave it here uh, for now. And that's uh, the whole West MP Emmanuel Bedra. You also heard earlier Ningo Pram Pram MP um, in New York, and we've been hearing from the U.S. Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia. Palmer on this uh, particular uh, bill just when we thought the dust had settled. Now let's do some other stories and government has taken on the minority leader Dr. Kassiola Tuforsing describing his claims that over $400 million in tax waivers are going to businesses with ties with the governing new patriotic party. According to him the tax exemption cannot pass and they have decided to vote against it if it's put before the house. If you actually require revenue you won't give tax exemptions to companies that are closer 
to this government and they as soon as, as soon as you just go to them you said i'm closer to this government and there's no format they'll just allow you to they grant you tax exemption 459 million dollars 5.5 billion our position is we will never have a conversation on these new taxes until they have withdrawn all of these tax exemptions but Minister of State of the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam, describes the claims as baseless. He told me on the probe last night that the companies operating under the One District, One Factory initiative have satisfied the requirements for these waivers. Our committee has members, almost the same number of members on the minority side and the majority side, almost the same number. And so if Parliament has decided that uh, certain assumptions be granted, you know, why, why would you say that and they have been done on the basis of the colors of those companies, you know, and come to talk about uh, whether companies are MPP or NDC. What was the basis for identifying those companies? I thought those companies were Ghanaian companies doing legitimate businesses, unless he wants to say that during their time, uh, they were granting exemptions to uh, NDC affiliated companies. I have difficulty understanding this. Mm. And I think that Ghanaian should dismiss this with the, with the content. Mm. I would expect that he will use his membership to debate it when it comes to the, the chamber and then to, to use the members to reject it as well. That is the responsible thing to do. But help us make sense out of this. I can't understand how we are looking for 600 million in terms of our second tranche of the IMF, yet we are giving $449 million to these companies. Help me I'm, make sense out of it. I'm, 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 I'm even surprised. Uh, about about this because uh, I don't know where he's getting the numbers from and uh, I may have to find out uh, those applications but as I said uh, if you grant exemptions to companies what is it for? Is it for them to go and chop that money? Is it for them to go and use that money for wedding ceremonies? No. They are going to be supported to make investments and those investments will grow our economy. Those investments will create jobs. Mm. Those investments will help. So the issue of exemption is not an issue. That's the Minister of State of the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam. But as government steps up its investment drive, the United States Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia Palmer, is once again warning the lack of contract sanctity and the aggressive tax regime is thwarting the efforts of government in attracting new businesses. Ghana absolutely has the African diaspora community's attention. As our global diversity trade mission to Ghana in August showed, the African diaspora is ready to do business in Ghana. However, macroeconomic stability and trade and investment policies matter to that diaspora just as they do to business people all over the world. Diaspora investors know if others are not getting paid. They know if there's a lack of contract sanctity or if there's an overly aggressive tax collection. I'm being diplomatic. Um, Treating existing investors, you here in this room, well, tangibly improves the investment climate. And unnecessary barriers to entry and partnership, such as high minimum thresholds for investment, hinder it. We have terrific small and medium-sized enterprises on both sides of the Atlantic that could be partnering on creating new ventures. For Ghanaian companies facing really sky-high interest rates, an investment infusion of even $50,000 could be transformational. And what, why inhibit that?
Well, that's a U.S. Ambassador at Tigana, Virginia Palmer. More of that on myjournalline.com, but we'll stay a while longer on the economy because the Member of Parliament for Boko Central, Mahama Ayarga, has filed a suit against the Finance Minister, Ken Ferreta, challenging the legality of the establishment of the Ghana Financial Stability Fund. In his suit, Mahama Ayarga argued that the GFSF was established without parliamentary approval in violation of the Constitution of Ghana. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante has been following that for us. He joins us on the line. So let's talk about what more Mr. Yariga is seeking. Well, if you look at the risk that has been filed by Mahama Yariga, his claim is that they should have come to Parliament and that they did not. It violates the Constitution. If you look at the substance of the, the orders he's seeking from the, from, the Supreme Court, uh, from the Court, he wants an order directing the Ministry of Finance to establish the Ghana Financial Stability Fund through an express act of Parliament outlining their legal stipulations regarding its administration, mechanisms for disbursing funds, and procedures for funds recovery. And he goes further uh, to call on the World Bank and the IMF not to support the fund? Fact is, he doesn't want these two international institutions to support what he calls an illegality. He says he writes to request that the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund County Office in Ghana does not lend their support for the unconstitutional and illegal attempt by Kenneth Furiata to establish the Financial Stability Fund using near-get guidelines. So apart from this suit he has filed in court, he has also written to the World Bank and International Monetary Fund county offices, asking them not to give Furiata a cent towards this fund. So whilst that is happening, though, the speaker at a breakfast meeting is also talking about the low salary levels of MP. Really? Yes. According to the Speaker of Parliament, MPs earn so little compared to the burden on their shoulders when they go to their constituency. He's talking about how they, they are called upon to fund outdoors, weddings, and other events that are not in their responsibility. An MP is an individual, and he is looking for his own means of transport, and is to reach out to everybody in the constituency. And when they mean reach out, they don't mean just talk. He is to organize all the activities. He is to fund all the activities, but he is not expected to be corrupt. He is to pay all the school fees of students, pay all the hospital bills, do all the outdoorings, attend all the weddings and the chair services, and make sure that the contribution you give is higher than every other person. So, Kweku, it, it doesn't look like it's just salary levels that MPs would have to worry about. We are told that the Speaker's official bungalow has been sold to a private developer. Tell us more. In that speech that the Speaker just read, he talked about how his official parliamentary bungalow that he was living in was actually sold to a private developer. He does not tell who exactly sold the property, but he says the property developer wanted to even come and evict him. It was at the Land Commission that the Land Commission officials insisted that that was an official parliamentary property and could not be sold to that private developer. At the time, he was using it for the family. Well, Kweku Asante, that's our parliamentary affairs correspondent. I bet you want to hear more about this uh, particular issue concerning uh, the official bungalow of the speaker. We'll bring you more subsequently. You can read more also on myjournalline.com. Now, the leadership of the governing NPP has dismissed four of its members from the party for supporting the presidential ambition of another aspirant other than the party's elected flag bearer. The party says the conduct of Yao Boabing Esamoa, Hope Sinadoye, Boniface Abubakar Sadiq, and Nano Hininto are in contravention of 
of its constitution. The dismissed members have been publicly seen supporting the presidential ambition of the former Minister for Trade and Industry, Alan Kujuche Manting, who's resigned from the party. My colleague Elton Broby of our political desk joins me in studio with a statement from the party. Tell us more. According to Justin Kodia from Pom, for the avoidance of doubt, Article 3.5 of the MPP constitution enjoins all members of the party to abide by and publicly uphold the decision of the party. In addition, it goes on to say that certain articles of provision provide as follows. A member of the party who stands as an independent candidate against the officially elected member of the party or who joins or declares or her support for another political party or for an independent candidate whom the party has sponsored a candidate in the general by-election automatically forfeits his or her membership of the party. In line with this constitutional provision, it is of the view of the MPP that hopes in Adoye, Nanao Hininto, Boniface Ubekar Sadek and Yabwabina Samwa have automatically forfeited their membership of the party. They are therefore no longer members of the MPP. And mm. this is signed by Justin Kodia from Point, General Secretary of the Party. Okay, let me um, hear from a former General Secretary of the Party, mm. Nano Hininto, who's mm. been dismissed. He says he's done his job and he accepts his fate, but insists he's convinced he has made the right choice. As General Secretary, I am very concerned with the party constitution. Yes. I saw that in that decision, the relevant portion of the party constitution has been quoted. So, to that extent, the General Secretary has done his job and constitutionally so. So, he's right. He's okay. The party is right. Okay. And I, as an individual who reserves the right to make choices, and in this case, I believe that I have made a choice which will be not only in my interest as an individual, not just in the interest of NPP, not just in the interest of NDC, but in the national interest. I am very, very happy and proud to stand by that decision. I still recommend any time okay. to the people of Ghana to become the next president. Now we can hear from the former communications director of the NPP and former Adenta MP, Yaobo Samoa. That's him saying that you issue a statement later, and that's his immediate reaction to that. But prior to this decision uh, of the party, Hobson Adoye spoke to join news on his relationship with the party despite his public support for Alan Shemanting. I have not resigned. I am a great MPP person, but a great sympathizer of Movement for Change. And I am going to vote Alan Germantin December 7th, 2024. And then, parliamentary, I will give it to my party MPP. If they don't want it, I can take the two out. Yes. What is the party rule? I have freedom to assist. Everybody knows that Hope Sinadwe has been a great supporter of Alan Kojo Germantin from... Well, let me bring in the Deputy General Secretary of the NPP, uh, Dr. Haruna Mohamed. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on the Midday News. So is it the case that no party member can be seen fraternizing with Alan Kujuche Manting or have anything to do with a butterfly? Um, thank you very much, Jennifer. Um, I think that uh, your report has clearly indicated uh, certain provisions of that party's constitution. Um, if you look at Article 35. A for the party's constitution that every member of the party is to abide by and publicly uphold the decision of the party. The party made a decision on the 11th, uh, on the 4th of November to elect His Excellency Dr. Mahmoud Bawadia as the flag bearer of our party. Any other member anywhere is supposed, is supposed to uphold this decision. Secondly, the party has provided several other platforms on which way that we have to deal with members who have found themselves on the wrong side of the law. And if you read further on Article 3, uh, 6, which talks about resignation, Article 3, 
9 of the party's constitution, we talk about forfeiture. And Article 3 8 of the party's constitution, we talk about expulsion. We are triggering Article 391 of the party's constitution, as read by your news reporter. These persons have publicly forfeited their own membership per the outline of the party's constitution. And as you can hear, I know he need to, that the general secretary is right. And he believes in the decision that he has taken. So the party clearly is only triggering and making sure that their voluntary decision to forfeit their membership is further strengthened that by, by the party's uh, decision as issued by lawyers and the federal that's a deputy general secretary of the NPP, Mr. Harina Mohamed, will definitely engage further on this. So let's take a quick break here on the Midday News. Live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love, 99.5 FM. We've been hearing from the U.S. ambassador warning of potential blacklisting and ban on Ghanaian products in the U.S. if anti-LGBTQ bill is passed in its current form. We'll return with sports and then Conference of Heads of Assisted Senior High Schools confesses to growing struggles in senior high schools after Infancy Pim headmaster desperate plea for help. And we always struggle to purchase power. This year alone, from January to October 31st, we have spent 204,000 cities on prepaid. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. When it vanish for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Hadja, our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water, pepe, pepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank. By Duraplast. Chalet inside my car, dear. Drama. Wow. The movie lovers always get some story to share. And the Premier League lovers too, they like complain. Hey, VR. Ego over you. Hey, this one, dear. It's like you're talking about me. The DSTV movie channels. Oh. Over me. This festive season, it go over you even more on DSTV. Sports are sports, movies and swap movies, kids channels are kids channels. And if you happen to be out this festive period, the DSTV stream go meet you there. Dial star 759 hash to reconnect or stay connected and unbox the entertainment this festive season. DSTV, it's your moment. 
Thanks for staying with us. Let's do sports. Yep, Reverend Father Ghana Police Service has begun a search for individuals who attacked in South Roman head coach Maxo Konedu during the game against Bofakwa Tano on Sunday. Konedu was physically assaulted and eventually hospitalized at the Sunyani Regional Hospital, where he's expected to stay for two days at the very least. Now back to you, MFN. Thank you very much, Mubarak. And now concerns have been raised by scientists and researchers regarding the Ghana Water Company's ability to completely eradicate heavy metals from the water it treats before supplying water to households. The ingestion of water containing heavy metals poses potential health risks to individuals who consume it. It's our concluding part of a hotline documentary titled Poisoned for Gold, put together by Journalist of the Year, Erastus Asaridonko. This is the Dabwase Intake Point, where the Ghana Water Company Limited pumps and treats the pra for distribution to Takrade and parts of the central region. I'm fetching a sample from what is being pumped from the Pra River. We took a trip to the Materials Engineering Department of the College of Engineering, KNUST, to speak with engineer Dr. Benetta Kunsen. She has been researching into heavy metal removal from water using nanotechnology. Typically, removing those ones doesn't clean water off heavy metals present. Currently, what um, Ghana Water is doing